And welcome into Wednesday, everybody. I hope your Wednesday is going well so far. We've got Parker uh, doing another shift today. He's going to be doing uh, Locked In a little bit later on, and uh, he'll be doing that with Drake Dyken, who is coming in with us here in just a second. And he will be doing the rush with Teddy today. So you've got me. I'm the Man of Steel, one of America's favorite regional radio stars, as far as you know. And we've got the one, the only, the Drake is here, Drake Dyken on a Wednesday. Drake, what's happening? How you doing? Uh, not too much, Steel Man. Uh, just fresh off of a OUNIT win yesterday. Uh, Ellen, yeah, it was the, kind uh, of a fun game, wasn't it? It, it was a very fun game. You know, that Isaiah Mosley kid that... Uh, Missouri State had last Good night. player. It, very impressive. Uh, it was interesting uh, talking to Porter on the things that they did differently in the second half to, to kind of slow him down. But, yeah, uh, really fun game. It was good atmosphere. Um, not really knowing what to expect from the fans and stuff like that. It was good. good day. And uh, now we've got rumors of uh, I'm a Colts fan that uh, Baker Mayfield How could end up that? with uh, the Colts. So. Yeah, if Baker's not going to be in Cleveland, you want to go to Indy, right? Uh, it looks like Indy, Carolina, Seattle, maybe yep. Atlanta, maybe maybe the Raiders. The Raiders and Baker would be a cool match, yeah. too. That, that'd be like a, a kind of like a throwback to like the Kenny Stabler days, right? Uh, yeah, well, Like a yeah, really gritty absolutely. quarterback like that. I mean, Kenny Stabler had a girlfriend named Wicked Wanda. I mean, how can you not love Ken Stabler, the snake? And uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, maybe maybe he's destined to play for the Raiders. I don't know. But it could be Indy. We're going to talk about Baker in the next segment. It's everywhere, whether or not Baker's going to be back in Cleveland. The writing may be on the wall. You saw Baker's uh, Twitter, Instagram post last night. But I want to talk about that Sooner basketball game. I thought the crowd was pretty good. Now, obviously, they strategically positioned, it looked to me, Drake, like they positioned the crowd where it would look better on television somewhat. Yeah. So it was which ju- is it, what they should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was general admission last night. So basically if you wanted to sit in the lower bowl, you you wouldn't got your seat. So that's that's why right. it looked different yeah. last night is uh you don't you didn't have any actual seat, uh specific seat to the game. So yeah, that that's why it looked different last night. And uh, honestly, I mean, there was a point in time to where they used to do that pretty regularly at the LNC, that if uh, it was the second half and there were seats open in the lower bowl, they would let you come in and fill the lower bowl. So it was uh, it was pretty nice to see, and the fans, like, immediately, whenever Porter Moser came out, started uh, cheering, and, yeah, they were awesome last night. Good. Uh, again, the crowd, I think it was strategically placed, but you know what? It was still a good crowd, and I think they handled it the right way. I mean, it's an NIT game, and I, I think their strategy to get more fans in there and have them uh, support the Sooners and have it look uh, better on television worked out uh, to perfection last night. And the Sooners win the game over Missouri State, first round of the NIT. They'll take on St. Bonaventure in the second round. We are thinking again on Sunday, more than likely in Norman, but we don't have any anything definitive yet but we do know the Sooners definitively won last night 89 to 72 Mo Gibson had a great game five of ten from three-point range Jordan Goldwire was really good uh, maybe a little bit of a bum ankle but seven of 11 from the field 15 points eight assists you had nine each for Ethan Shagwa and Tanner Groves eight points for Jordan Hill Marvin Johnson was six I thought CJ Nolan did some good things so St. Bonaventure will be the next opponent for the Sooners the the biggest thing I remember about St. Bonaventure the Bonnies growing up is that Bob Lanier, NBA Hall of Fame player, uh, mainly with the Pistons all those years, 
uh, was a guy that played at St. Bonaventure. And the Bonnies beat Colorado in Boulder last night, 76-68. to They scored the last eight points of the game. They will play Oklahoma in the next round. Let's hear from Porter Moser with T-Row afterwards on the postgame show. And I would say the Soonerhead man was pretty happy with what happened last night. There you go. So, uh, Porter, please. They uh, they particularly put the defensive clamps on uh, Missouri State last night in the second half. And I, overall, I thought a pretty good effort for Oklahoma. An exciting game to watch last night. You knew that uh, Missouri State uh, was going to come out and challenge the Sooners because they've got some players on that squad, Mosley in particular. And they did, but Oklahoma eventually uh, got control of the game, kept control of the game, and won the game by 17 points last night. Let's hear from Jordan Goldwire and Mo Gibson. You know, the Sooners extremely disappointed on Sunday when they didn't hear their name called, but uh, both those guys said the Oklahoma squad has uh, adjusted the attitude and they're ready to go in the NIT. There you go. Sooner players, Jordan Goldwire and uh, Mo Gibson. After the game last night, Goldwire playing out his college career, the uh, transfer from Duke. And uh, Mo Gibson, we're not sure what's going to happen with Mo. He could come back next year. I, I think it would be uh, great if he did come back next year. I don't know how much uh, he has. He's already got like his master's degree, right? So Mo Gibson... Uh, we'll see what's going to happen with him, but obviously he had a great game last night shooting the three, and when Mo's on, uh, Oklahoma's tough to beat. So good win for the Sooners. They get ready for St. Bonaventure again. We think it's going to be on Sunday. As soon as we find out the definitive, definitive time, we'll obviously let you know. But uh, I will tell you this, Drake. Porter Moser talked a little bit, again, about uh, being disappointed, but his guys, again, uh, they, they quickly – changed their tune in terms of look if we're in the nit we've got the one seed let's go win this thing we can get a trip to madison square garden uh and go win this and get some momentum you know carried into next season and get more playing time for guys like cj nolan i know Bijan cortez has struggled a little bit struggled last night but you get some more minutes for him as well so that that can only be good for these guys to play a little bit more basketball so but he didn't go all Buzz Williams, who basically delivered a Shakespearean soliloquy in the uh, A&M postgame last night about the evils of the NCAA. That was like an eight-minute diatribe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I-, I was sad to hear that, you know, the NCAA had convicted the entire Texas A&M team of murder uh, yesterday whenever Buzz Williams had given that big speech. It, that, was, that was so melodramatic last night. That's the only way I can put it, is that, yeah, it, listen, Texas A&M, you probably got hosed a little bit, but let's not act like it's the biggest travesty in the history of the sport, yeah, like Buzz yeah. Williams was trying to act. You would have been the 64th team, 63rd team in the uh, field. Let's let's not act like you were a projected uh, five seed and you didn't get into the tournament. Let's stop that, okay? let's. That was... Just such a self-serving you-know-what last night that Buzz Williams did. Buzz Williams is an interesting dude, man. He, uh, he, We thought for a while he was going to be the coach at Oklahoma, right? When he yeah. was at Marquette before they hired Lon Kruger, uh, there was a lot of buzz about Buzz. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there was a ton of it. The people were posting videos of uh, the way he acts on the sidelines yeah. and everything like that. And, yeah, everybody thought that he was the guy uh, very early on and very – true to Joe Gastiglione that uh, he sees what everybody's saying and uh, goes the opposite direction and Lon was a great hire and it worked out for OU but um yeah 
Like, goodness gracious. That whole Buzz Williams thing last night was just too much for me. It was interesting, no doubt. All right, we had the first four in the NCAA tournament last night. And in Dayton, you had uh, Indiana beating Wyoming 66-58. Texas Southern over uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So, Texas Southern takes down the Islanders. 76-67 was the final. Uh, First game on True TV. And by the way, if you're on Cox Communications Channel 760, this is that time of the year. You've got to know the number for True TV. We revisit that every single year with the NCAA tournament. You have Bryant against Wright State. And you get to see in that game the nation's leading scorer, Peter Kiss, not Peter Chris, the former Kiss drummer, Peter Kiss of Bryant uh, taking on Wright State. And uh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, Peter Kiss is a little bit like the Baker Mayfield of basketball. He will let you know when he scores on you and let the, all the oppos- opposition fans know when he scores on you. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Mosley was very much that way last night for uh, Missouri State, too. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did you see uh, in the conference tournament when Kiss made it a long three and uh, turned to the uh, opponent's uh, fan section and said, that was for you, and used the B word. <laughs> so he's interesting. He looks like he should be playing for Duke. You know, he's cut out of the uh, Christian Leitner, Grayson Allen, uh, same cloth, and he will be on display again when Bryant plays Wright State. 540 on True TV, and then Notre Dame and Rutgers. Two teams who don't belong in the tournament squaring off tonight. If you want to get really angry and uh, think about Oklahoma and Texas A&M and, uh, you know, some of the teams that didn't get there, Dayton, Notre Dame and Rutgers are the two whipping boys, I I think, over anybody else who got in. So that game's tonight at 810 on True TV. Hey, we want to thank our sponsor for hour number one here on Steelman and Thune. Again, Parker's going to be on uh, locked in today at 2 o'clock doing the rush with Teddy today because we have Tyler McComas on vacation for the rest of the week. So a little switch up happening right here. But if you need some great work done on your air conditioning system, heat and air, the specialists over at Lasher Home Comfort Systems will take care of you. They are family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area all the way back to 2007. You can call them up at 405 579-3113 for all your heat and air needs. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. And you guys are great company, too. You can hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. We'll head there, and we'll talk about the Baker Mayfield situation when we get back. It is a Wednesday edition of the Steelman and Thune at noon. Drake Dyken in for Parker. Parker will be in at 2 o'clock with Locked In. And he will also be on the rush with uh, Teddy today. So welcome in if you're just joining us. Thank you very much. And thanks again to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Baker Mayfield uh, doesn't appear to be long for Cleveland. Nothing definitive yet, but we do know that the Cleveland Browns met with Deshaun Watson yesterday. And to meet with Deshaun Watson, you have to have an approved deal on the table. And the word is the Browns are offering three first-round picks. Uh, Deshaun Watson has met with Carolina, New Orleans, and now Cleveland. Atlanta hoping to get in the mix as well, but nothing there yet. So what is going to happen with Baker Mayfield? You saw the statement that Baker made on uh, social media last night, I'm sure, 
And uh, my lovely wife, Shay Drake, might be having to turn in or like going to Goodwill and turning in all her Baker Mayfield stuff because she's a big Baker fan. And uh, I wouldn't say Shay's a big NFL fan, but she's a big Baker fan. So she has jumped on the Browns bandwagon with a lot of us. And uh, she'll be very upset. But if he goes to Indy, maybe she'll get, you know, the Colts color scheme is better anyway. They're very simple uniforms the Colts oh, have, yeah. Classic but, they're ver- but they're very nice. And uh, T. Row, I'm sure wouldn't mind seeing Baker donning a uh, Colts uniform. Yeah. So Baker said this: the past four years have been nothing short of truly life changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared. Growing in this process through all the ups and downs, I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I've had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. I have given the franchise everything that I have. That is something I've always done at every level and every stage, and that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the mentality that aligns so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have on our lives. That was Baker's post on Twitter and Instagram last night. This morning on ESPN, here we go with Stephen A. Smith saying that he believes that Baker sees the writing on the wall. All right, there we go. All right, Stephen A. This morning, Baker on his career, 92 TDs, 56 picks, uh, 17 and 13 last year. Did not have a good year. Obviously got hurt. One thing Baker needs to stop doing wherever he ends up, whether it's Cleveland or Indy or wherever, stop trying to make the tackle on interceptions. Number one, you're throwing too many right now, and you don't need to make the tackle. I know that's your mentality. Maybe he should have had surgery midway through the year and things would have been different, but that's all – uh, you know, water under the bridge right now. But uh, Baker, obviously, tremendous rookie season. He set the record, the rookie record for touchdown passes, which has since been surpassed by Justin Herbert uh, with the Chargers. But uh, he's been up and down. And last year, he just wasn't very good. Wasn't very good. The previous year when he took Cleveland to the playoffs, 26 TDs, 8 picks. He was good. We thought he was on a roll, man. Maybe the questions were were finished with Baker Mayfield. But uh, more questions certainly arose this year with his uh, very, very uh, unimpressive play. And the Browns feel like they still have a Super Bowl contending roster and they're not getting that play out of their quarterback right now colin cowherd here's another clip to get you sooner fans angry talking about uh it's pretty obvious the browns are trying to do what they can to move on from baker there you go drake you've known some noisy people who get some breaks from management here and there (laughs) right i mean it happens in this business too it's like man this guy's out of control yet you know he delivers some ratings and sponsors so guess what he's gonna get a patch here and there no i i mean colin's not wrong technically in any of that i mean yeah i mean i think that he's kind of overblowing aaron Rodgers. And Kyler Murray as being loud. I don't think I don't see those guys as being. They're just they've been babies, is y- what they've been. Yeah, like, Even Kyler to an extent. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see them as being like guys that are super loud and uh, talk back to the media and stuff like that, though. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that it's very convenient for everybody, especially all the national pundits, to uh, take Baker Mayfield and just basically make him the punch dummy. Not punch dummy for this, punching bag for this. Because, like, everybody wants to conveniently forget that he uh, what he had uh, separated his non-throwing shoulder yeah, during yeah, the season. Yeah. I mean, like, it's very convenient for everybody to just go ahead and try to forget all that. And, like, yeah, it's not his throwing shoulder. Guess what? If it was his throwing shoulder, he would have been done for the season. And not a lot of guys would have tried to play through that. And, you know, it, it's, it's very typical of Colin to come out and say, well... It's kind of one of those things, uh, dinged if you do, dinged if you don't, if you're Baker Mayfield. If you would have sat out, it would have been Colin Cowherd killing him for, well, here's here's a selfish Baker Mayfield. He's just going to sit out, and he's not. He's going to try and recover, and this is a very me mentality. Th- then he tries to go out there and play through it, and it's dinged because he did. And, well, this was really a selfish move by yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He can't win. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. No. And it was going to be that narrative either way. Look, Baker did not play well last year. What do you want to talk about? Injury no. or no. Odell's dad or whatever. He was not good. No. And it hurts me because I like Baker. To me, Baker is one of those guys in the NFL that moves the needle. Yeah. There are very few of them in the NFL. Who do we have? We have, like, Tom Brady yeah. moves the needle. Aaron Rodgers moves the needle. Baker Mayfield also, maybe not as much as those guys, but he moves the needle. Either you love him or hate him, and but you uh, he's at times must-see TV. And part of that was because he was throwing some horrible picks last year too, but he's one of those guys that, again, because of his personality and the way he goes about his business, you know, with that chip on his shoulder and that attitude, kind of what Coward was talking about. See, I, I, I see Aaron Rodgers – and Kyler, and I, I think at least in this situation, I love Kyler. I think he's the best athlete ever to play football at Oklahoma overall, and that's saying a lot with Adrian Peterson and Marcus Dupree. And But when you talk about a guy that's drafted first round in baseball and the number one yeah. overall pick in the NFL, that's hard to top. It, but even Kyler's, if you just said quarterback, it'd yeah. be a huge accomplishment no, with all the wishbone quarterbacks that you had. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I think Kyler's being a bit of a prima donna in this situation with Arizona. Yeah. I think that Aaron Rodgers is 100% a prima donna. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. I think Baker, it's more about he's just a guy that, you know, the Browns, I'm sure when they saw that, like, oh, gosh, here we go. Here we go. But that's the way Baker operates. Love him or hate him, that is the way he operates. Want to know your thoughts on the situation? Why don't we head to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? And uh, ladies and gentlemen, get your texts in there, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Uh, first up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, good afternoon, Steely. Uh, greatly appreciate the great work you do. Should Baker leave the Browns, he will leave in far better shape than when he arrived. Kind of reminds me of how Coach Stoops arrived at OU and subsequently uh, the shape he left the program for Muleshoe. I, 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 that's from Jamie. I think he means uh, Cleveland will be in much better shape yeah. uh, than what he had right. arrived. Right, and in. you're right. Yeah. I mean, think about what Baker did, uh, that long succession of quarterbacks. They had won uh, one he, game in three years, I think. Whenever he got drafted, yes, by I mean they were the first, the previous three years they were four and forty four right. overall, yeah. and so Baker Mayfield has at least done that. He yeah. will have people and look. They were in social media; they're going to be all over you, you know, anonymous people. 
you know, are going to be ripping you. And look, he deserved to be ripped for a lot of his play last year. I get it. But at the same time, there will be some people there who still appreciate what Baker Mayfield did if he's not going to be back in Cleveland, and it doesn't look like he's going to be, but we'll see. Jamie Beller. Are you related to Jeff Beller, by the way? Let us know. Jeff was a high school buddy of mine. Great dude, Jeff Beller. Huge Sooner fan. Uh, also a big Carolina basketball fan back in the day. All right. Um, I, I think that, again, uh, Indianapolis would probably be the preferred landing spot if Baker's not going to be back. They've got a great offensive line like Cleveland has a great offensive line. Supposedly it's his uh, destination of choice, too, from yeah. what, everything that you read on Twitter. So, grain of salt there. But, yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense. You've got that great offensive line with the Colts. You've got a really good defense. You've got possibly – a top two or three back in the league in Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, it, it would be a good landing spot. They they need some more receivers and everything, but um, it's definitely a as good of a situation as Baker, Baker could hope for. So. Of the five franchises mentioned out there because they're looking for quarterbacks, again, Indy said, see ya to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz apparently is not only a very average at best NFL quarterback, but also is a jerk from what we hear. But – Indy would be the preferred landing spot. Uh, then I would go Raiders, number two. I don't think the Raiders will happen, but I think the Raiders would be number two on the list. And uh, my lovely wife said, just going to have to burn my Browns hoodie. She's <laughs> got a complete collection now. So, yeah, uh-huh. we could we could have like a funeral pyre yeah. with the uh, Browns hoodies because Shay loves Baker and loved watching Baker in Cleveland. But you know what? The – Royal blue kind of is my favorite color, and that's the color of the Colts uniforms. And like I said, they might be simple, but they're still awesome. That's right. And, yeah, you definitely need to have a Viking funeral for all the Baker Mayfield Brown stuff, if or when he does leave Cleveland. So, All right, what is the one from the 310? Let's pull that one up real quick. Uh, Uh, 310, uh, let's see. If Baker goes to Indy, guess who's the backup quarterback? Yeah, that would be Sam, who is it? Who is Sam the backup quarterback? Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I totally forgot. How did yeah. I blank on that? But yeah, Sam Ellinger and Baker. How about that, yeah. man? It would have been a little more awkward if somehow Kyler Murray went to Indy because remember uh, Kyler was all upset after Texas beat OU in the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. and Ellinger went over to congratulate him, yeah. and he got kind of the cold shoulder and everything. Yeah, but you had the Lake Travis. Yeah, good uh, point. Three one zero. That uh, Baker had done on uh, Sam Ellinger too. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Good point. Three one zero. How did I forget that? I totally forgot that Ellinger was there. Really good point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's keep those texts coming. We have Jesse Crittenden coming up. He is the uh, sports editor for the Norman Transcript. By the way, did you see that Mule Shoe, that egomaniac again, is? Jumping all over the same date, of course, as the OU spring game and getting it on ESPN. That dude, I'm telling you, he's a total narcissist. We didn't know it, but he is. Egomaniac. He he thinks he's the guru. Everybody told him, and now he believes it. Oh, my gosh. Please. Major earthquake. No fatalities, but maybe a few minor injuries. Golly. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a bumper right here, folks. All right, thank you to Lasher, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Great company. They'll do a great job for you. They've done a great job for us at what I call Shea Stadium. As my wife now has promised to burn all of her Browns hoodies. So, 
All right, we might have a ceremony. Who knows? All right, stay with us. We're coming right back. All right, there you go. That is the best Sublime song, by the way. Got to watch out for that part about uh, playing the guitar, though. Good stuff, good stuff. Hey, if you are uh, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we're going to get to all of your text in the next segment. we got a bunch rolling in. Is that you, Chris Cook? Is that you? I'm thinking you're one of those. My old uh, Wichita Falls TV cohort, Chris. I think that may be you. You can just message me, or DM me on Twitter. I think I'm right. By the way, uh, when when the wife texts you a sports opinion, you have to get it on the air. It's very important. And uh, Shay says, uh, da, 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 no matter where Baker lands, I'll be a fan. Now I'm angry at Mule Shoe for tagging on to OU spring game, spring game WTH question mark. I know. Yes, you heard that, TJ, that USC, same day as OU, and it's going to be on ESPN because we didn't know. What we should have known, we know now, that Lincoln Riley, Mule Shoe, is a narcissist. No doubt about it. He believes all that guru stuff. Very still angry. Still angry. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in every time. It's Godfather 3 kind of stuff. All right, we have Jesse Crittenden on the line, Norman Transcript Sports Editor, joining us on the uh, law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. I promise we're getting to all of your texts, by the way, in the next segment, as many as we can. Anyway, uh, Jesse, how we doing? What did you think of the atmosphere in the LNC last night and what turned out to be kind of a fun game to watch? Yeah, no kidding. I, I thought, you know, at first I, I thought I, it was going to be – a little bit disappointing of a turnout, but I think, you know, once the game got in a few minutes, I, I think uh, people really started showing out. And I think the other difference was that people were, were really loud and enthused last night. And and uh, Porter Moser and a couple of the players really talked about that after the game, too, that, that, that the people there were uh, were loud and were excited. And I and I think that played a role in how, in how the game went. So, I mean, I, I think that actually ended up, uh, in a in a unique way, kind of being a special atmosphere at the at the LNC last night. All right, uh, it seems like you know uh, Porter Moser and uh, the players are saying the right things, adjusting their attitude and everything. But what other ch- what other choice uh, do they have? Right? I mean, you're NIT bound. Okay, yeah, that's that's not what you were wanting, but you're in the NIT. Why not? You know, think about a trip to Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball, and winning this thing. And and I think that's where their focus is right now. Yeah, absolutely. And but I think I think the thing was obviously they're saying all the right things and 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 trying to do all the right things. But they also admitted, I mean, that that, that they really thought they were going to get into the NCAA tournament and. Whether that was reasonable or not, I mean, it was it was unlikely they were going to make it uh, based on the projections. But that that really was a disappointment to them, and I think they did it. Really, they did have to come to a kind of decision, a collective decision to to want to play in the NIT. And 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 I think once they got there, once they got over that initial disappointment, I think it was pretty easy. And yeah, you're right. I mean, playing in Madison Square Garden. You know, it may not be the NCAA tournament, but that's that's not a bad consolation prize if you can get there. 
Mo Gibson, in an interesting situation, uh, had a great game last night, and when Mo shoots the three like that, Oklahoma's tough to beat. Of course, as fun as Missouri State was, that wasn't a Big uh, 12-level defense they were facing, so they get a lot of open looks, but they executed for the most part last night. But what do you think the uh, chances are that Mo comes back next year? Uh, I I think there's a chance that he does. I mean, I think if he, if he wasn't, that would have. Um, I think. I mean, I know he he participated in um, in senior night uh, a couple weeks ago, but I I think it's possible um, that he comes back. And I I think we've really seen. And I asked Porter Roser about this last night, but I think we've really seen over the last few games that he's been in a rhythm. He played pretty well at the Big Twelve tournaments. Uh, he had that 28-point performance last night. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if the NBA or even overseas is, is what he wants to do, he might be able to do that. But I think there's incentive for him to maybe stay another year, especially if these other guys stay for a year and, and, and see if he can continue to develop and see if they can have a better year next year. Jesse Crittenden, uh, with us, editor, sports editor for the Norman Transcript. And uh, – what do you think in terms of, you know, these guys getting extra games? I, I'm not one of those, Jesse, who buys the argument, well, you know, it's better for them to go to the NIT. They get more uh, experience and they get C.J. Nolan and all these other kids, you know, more more minutes or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's great, but you'd still want to be in the NCAA tournament. But how valuable, you know, if they make a run and win this thing, do you think that would actually be for Porter Moser's team next year? I do. I do think there would be some value in it. I, I kind of. I think I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that I mean, the, the NIT is not the NCAA tournament, right? And I'm not. I'm not dropping some revolutionary knowledge by saying that. But they're. But they're. They're different things. But at the same time, I, I think this is kind of a unique situation for Oklahoma to have a first-year head coach in Porter Moser uh, with a roster that he kind of had to build from scratch and and didn't have a ton of time. Uh, to put together, um, you know, obviously the, the Big Twelve Conference is one of the is one of, if not the best conference in, in the league or in in the country. So I think it, I think there is some value for OU in the sense of building a culture and and committing to playing in the NIT because I think that's kind of what Porter Moser has talked about is that no, it's not the state tournament. Yes, we're disappointed, but I mean, in building the culture going forward, it's important that we. Don't stay disappointed and, and, and keep trying to win games. So I, I do think I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a value for everybody in the, in the NIT or that it would be for OU every year. But I think this year there actually is some value for them. All right, and the deal is you win uh, the St. Bonaventure game, then you're one one win away from going to Madison Square Garden, and again that would be a cool experience, I think, for this team, no doubt. Okay, uh, Jesse, set me straight. Don't don't be afraid if you think I'm crazy because I probably am. But I got very angry the other day when I saw that USC spring football game is going to be. Uh, guess when? April 23rd. It's going to be on ESPN. I, I get the feeling, and maybe it's just you know me being super immature and unprofessional and all of that, because every time I think, all right, you know what? I'm past this uh, Mule Shoe Lincoln Riley stuff. And then I see something like this, and I always think that he's trying to one-up Oklahoma. Am I crazy? No, I don't. And it's funny because I think when, when OU uh, announced that they're, they're – Spring game was going to be on April 23rd. 
I, I saw some fans that kind of, you know, that were jokingly predicting that, you know, that might be when USC spring day would be. Right. Spring game. And I think it's, it's so funny that that not only came true, but I don't even know if people were really seriously suggesting that, but it came true and the ESPN is going to televise it. Um, I think – uh, maybe maybe we could give Lincoln Riley the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. That would be a a, a, a heck of a coincidence if, if if OU spring game had nothing to do with it. I know. Can, is the guy who whacked Nancy Kerrigan in the knee still out there? Is he available? I wonder. I wonder if he's still available. And that uh, Sean Eckert, the leader of that ragtag group that went after Nancy Kerrigan, by the way, who looked like Mark Mangino's long-lost son, I know he's no longer with us, but maybe we could get the dude uh, that did that. Like I said, nothing serious, but just, you know, maybe a knee complication for a couple months or something. Because the man is has done Oklahoma dirty, and he keeps doing Oklahoma dirty, and I, I'm very angry about it. But, Jesse, I'm happy to have you on again. You're doing a great job uh, when you come on with us and doing a great job at the transcripts, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you. And thanks for having me on, man. Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcript Sports Editor. Our thanks to our friends at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Ladies and gentlemen, they'll do a great job for you. And thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino. Beats and Bites Concert Series is coming. That great outdoor concert series. They just unveiled the new schedule this year. We'll start out. Uh, it will be May 28th, Night Ranger, Little Sister Christian, and Starship with Mickey Thomas. I mean, how many hits did Starship have? Yeah, if you go all the way back to Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship and Starship, a bunch. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something on uh, June 18th. And then we have the Randy Rogers Band on July 9th. They will uh, have their show and then a great fireworks show. And you know Riverwind does a spectacular fireworks show. Uh, and that'll be on uh, July 9th right after the Randy Rogers Band show. And then Scotty McCreary on July 30th. La- I mean, they bring in these great bands last year. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Cheap Trick, Night Ranger, Starship. Everclear, Sister Hazel, Randy Rogers, Scotty McCreary. You know that Riverwind's going to do whatever they do right. Riverwind, simply the best. Going back to the text line, up next. All right, welcome back. Another great musician gone way too soon right there. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Double Trouble. What a band. What a guitar player. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only T.J. Perry is coming out. Uh, pulled like a double switch today. He, he was. In, in, <laughs> I don't know what happened or why I'm standing here, Steely. It's, uh, it's a mess right now. So. Yeah, well, you know, Drake is, uh, he's, he's, he's the engineer here. And uh, he does a great job. So he's working on some stuff real quick. But uh, my man T.J. is here with us. And uh, why don't we go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? we got a lot of people uh, chiming in today. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think if Baker ends up at Indianapolis, he has a chance to flip the narrative and rejuvenate his career. Great O-line, great running back. Uh, play the Ryan at Tannehill role. And a 405, I am related to Jeff Beller as well as all of the Bellers. 
in Washington and Goldsby. Ah, there we go. Jeff Beller, high school buddy of mine, big Sooner fan. Haven't seen him in a while. Last time I saw him was in a bad situation, TJ. It was in Miami, and there were two numbers that stood out from that night, 55 and 19. (laughs) That was a long night. (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh, Who said the Browns aren't searching for a quarterback because Mayfield told them he wanted out? And You never know. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, again – um, I would say that probably is not the case, but we can't definitively say that. And the other part of this deal is, has that bridge been burned already? I mean, because if the, there is no doubt that you had, an off, had to have an offer on the table, a legitimate offer that the Texans wanted and that Deshaun Watson would consider. And remember, he has to waive his no-trade clause, but – clearly the Browns in meeting with Deshaun Watson are saying, we think we can do a lot better at quarterback, or we certainly think you're better at quarterback. Now you're bringing in, you're bringing in a mess, bringing in Deshaun Watson, whether the uh, grand jury said, you know, there wasn't enough there or whatever, there are going to be a lot of people upset about that. Uh, He has been obviously a better NFL quarterback than Baker uh, and would upgrade there. But if that, that doesn't happen and Deshaun Watson ends up somewhere else, you know, Indy, Carolina, Seattle, Atlanta, wherever, then you're there with Baker Mayfield who knows that you really aren't that happy about him still being there. Uh, And Baker could land somewhere else and get like a trial run, right? Baker Mayfield's making $18 million next year, last year on his rookie deal. That sounds like a lot. To you and I, we'd be doing cartwheels for that, right? And even me at my old age and my lack of athletic ability in my old age could probably do a couple if I was making $18 million a year. But that's a bargain price for an NFL quarterback. So Baker might end up somewhere else, even if Watson uh, doesn't come to Cleveland. And again, you look at Baker and think, well, let's see what we can do with Mayfield here for a year. It's a trial run. If he plays great, he gets a deal there. If not, maybe he goes somewhere else. So we'll see. Okay, uh, the 918 saying, has, oh, has it been confirmed that OU will host the next basketball game on Sunday? And if not, when will that be determined? We're still waiting on that. Yeah, I still haven't heard anything official. TBD. So. We think it's going to be Sunday at the LNC, but we're not sure. Sunday at the LNC. Baker, uh, Baker sorry, that Baker on the mind. Porter said if he had his way, he'd do it Friday night in the LNC. But I don't think, I don't yeah. think uh, Porter has that kind, of, uh, uh, that kind of pull. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, what else? Make mule shoe eat moist brisket. Yeah, well, apparently he likes it very dry, high and dry, right? So, anyway, uh, I love it that he's having it on the same day, 60000 in Norman and 6000 in L.A. It's going to be great. Well, that's an interesting point right there. You know, I, I just like, you know, it seems to me like mule shoe, you know, he probably thought these OU fans will be upset with me for a while and then they'll be fine. Oh, no. They're, they've hammered the guy ever since he left. And it's almost like they don't want him as any part of the family, as a mem- memory or anything. He's like the the uncle that you don't want to show up at Thanksgiving that everybody has turned on. That's how they feel about him. And maybe that's angered him to a certain extent. And it, every move he makes seems to be, you know, a – a little bit of a dig or a gig at OU, and maybe I'm overly sensitive. I, well, I know I am. There's no doubt about that, but I don't know. I don't know. Steely, senility is showing. Oh, I got to see the next part of that real quick because, yeah, that's very obvious. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, more on uh, the Baker situation uh, when we get back. We also have uh, Cade McFarland coming up from uh, KJRH Channel 2 in Tulsa. Get his take on the Sooners, the Baker deal, and everything else happening in the world of sports. we got a lot of things rolling right now. And uh, we have Sooner baseball, by the way, starting with the pregame here in just over 30 minutes today. Game two between the Sooners and Air Force, Oklahoma winning handily yesterday over the Falcons 10-4. to All right, another hour to go. Keep it here. Thank you, Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We still have 60 more minutes left. Keep it here. All right, hour number two here on a Wednesday. Uh, Parker will be with you here in an hour on Locked In. He'll be doing that with Drake and uh, then doing the rush with Teddy today. We've got Tyler McComas on vacation, so we've switched shifts up a little bit today with uh, Parker, but you'll get all your Parker Thune uh, information and insight coming up beginning at 2 o'clock. Thank you to our our two sponsor, the one, the only, Seth Wadley, Auto Group in Paul's Valley, Exit 72 on your way to Paul's Valley, and make that exit if you're looking for a new car or truck. They're going to do a great job giving you the best deal possible and the greatest guarantee in the automotive industry. One of them, at least. It's got to be top five. To me, it's number one. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. See, I need that guarantee because as a young driver, I I blew two engines uh, eventually in my career, one early and one in the middle of my driving career. Uh, the first time that uh, the oil ran out, I, did, I am not a smart man. Drake's already laughing at me. <laughs> I've heard this uh, story probably a dozen times at this point. Oh, yeah. And it, it never ceases to make me laugh every single time. The first guy. You remember uh, Carl uh, Childers in, uh, that was Billy Bob's character in Sling Blade, right? Carl okay. Childers. Okay. Where the, they were wondering what was on wrong with the lawnmower, and they sent it over to Carl, and Carl said, mm, it ain't got no gas in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And the guy said, see, it's always a simple explanation, you know, whoever the guy he was working for, but that's, that's what Carl said. And that's basically what I got the first time. I'm like, yeah, the car just died. It, lo- it just conked out on me, and, and the dude looked at me and said, it ain't got a drop of oil in it. It's bone dry. And I said something along the lines of, quote, yes, and I admit I'm an idiot. I'm a total moron when it comes to that stuff. I said, I thought the oil just stayed in there. And he looked at me like, I am looking at the biggest moron I think I've ever seen that has driven a vehicle. So that was a very costly moment. In my early driving career, it was a big setback, financial right. setback. I'll, I'll mark that down. Uh, making an engine explode, very expensive. Yes, and uh, for me to, again, the quote was, I thought the oil just stayed in there. Yeah. They, uh, they, they do say that the hardest lessons in life are the uh, best lessons in life, though, right? Or something like that? Oh, that one was hard. The ones that, the ones very that hard. the longest, at yes. least. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We have Cade McFarland, uh, KJRH, Channel 2 in Tulsa coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Baker will be a Brown. The Raiders this morning, we are clearing a cap space to sign Carr. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Who said the Browns aren't? Oh, yes, it was the worst-kept secret in sports that Mayfield and Stefanski were riffing. Yes, well, Baker came out and uh, criticized the play calling. 
you know, last year. All right, I want to see the steely senility is showing. What did I do that was senile? I did something. Uh, just steely senility is showing. Yeah, I don't know. Probably but, because I forgot that Sam Ellinger was the backup in Indy. Well, and I knew know. that. I totally knew that, but I blanked on it. Uh, see, when that, you, that's, that, uh, that came in the last 10 minutes or so. So well, maybe, it, maybe. It, it may have been. But what happens is you remember I've got dial up brain right now. <laughs> I don't have an Ethernet brain. It's doo It is not said by OAC Fiber. <laughs> no. I've got, you know, with a dial-up when it just would crash or whatever, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then when you finally hear it connect, you're like, that's it. Yeah. That's sometime, sometimes how my brain works now. It's it's on yeah. dial-up. Yeah, the, uh, whenever the AOL uh, guy would pop up with the mail in his hand, that's when you knew. It's like, all right, we're yeah, good to go. That's right. It's By time to way, party. That's very, not very nice. That's elderly abuse. Ageism. It's wrong. I know. That is. That's complete ageism. Steely senility is showing. I mean, then that's it. He didn't say, like, man, feel bad for you or anything. Just steely senility is showing. That's a bad human. I mean, maybe it's not a totally bad human, but that's very, that's not very nice at all. Okay. Uh, Baker will win a title before Cleveland does. Ooh. Mm. Well, well, I mean, you're, the odds are in your favor, but the Browns still have a really good roster. Look, mm-hmm. Baker had a great offensive line, and they had injuries here and there, and you know, and uh, Kareem Hunt was hurt for a while last year. But you can't find a better backfield duo than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb when they're healthy. They brought in OBJ. Look, Baker again. I love the grittiness of Baker Mayfield. You love that chip on his shoulder. That's what makes Baker Mayfield, man. And that's why Sooner fans look. He, he's the kind of guy that – I got you, my man. No problem. No problem. Uh, he said definitely was Ellinger. Yeah, like I said, dial-up oh, okay. brain. Yeah. Dial-up brain. I can't help it. I'm trying. So – but that's why Sooner fans, because Baker would talk the talk and walk the walk. Now, he hasn't walked the walk as much in the NFL, and that's when – you know, the, the soundbite we played from Colin Cowherd where, you know, you can be that way when you're playing at a very high level and yeah. fans will forgive you. Well, a lot of the Browns fans, not all, but a lot of the Browns fans, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, that is, I think, more than anything else, why some of the fans turned on him. And, of course, bad play as well. But there, there's still some Baker loyalists there in Cleveland, too. You can't measure everything by social media reaction because well, there are a lot of normal people who just don't get yeah. on. I mean, it's the angry people or the people who want to, you know, have their tweet seen or whatever. I get that. That's That's the nature of social media. But it'll be interesting to see if he comes back and they don't make a deal for another quarterback, whether it's Deshaun Watson or anybody else. What that atmosphere will be like, man, because yeah. Baker, he knows that the Browns, are they've been shopping. I mean, the deal was on the table, still is, for the Texans. I just hope he doesn't go to the Texans. Yeah, that would be worst-case scenario if uh, he gets dealt there. And as far as the Browns fans that are loyalists, I, I think that those are probably the most realistic Browns fans, right? I mean, these are the fans that remember how bad a shape this franchise was in when Baker got drafted, and they had won one game in two seasons. So that, to me, is like, okay, these Browns fans that are frustrated with Baker Mayfield, yeah, he did not play well this last season. There is no metric that you can go to that will show you anything differently uh, than that Baker Mayfield had a rough season. But that being said, uh, be careful what you wish for in terms of uh, getting rid of a guy and taking a gamble possibly on a Deshaun Watson who's had 
a lot of things uh, happen off the field that are pretty unsavory because I kind of had this standpoint whenever I'm a big Cubs fan as well. Whenever the Cubs dealt for Aroldis Chapman, and you you know all yeah, about his yeah, off the field stuff, deal. I said I didn't want it to happen. But if you're going to do it, you better win because if not, then what is it all for? What is taking this risk for uh, on this guy? Because and that was when. Uh, Earl Chapman, everything was in the rearview mirror as far as punishment from Major League Baseball and everything. You don't know what might still be in store for Deshaun Watson with all this stuff with the massage parlors that is still up in the air. So you could potentially trade for Deshaun Watson, ship Baker Mayfield out, and Deshaun Watson could end up suspended for the season by the end civil case still yeah. out. I mean, that's part the grand jury said there wasn't enough to indict right? right but that doesn't mean that look deshaun watson there was some creepy stuff happening there yeah you know there is no doubt so yes that that could be a factor as well but i just hope he doesn't go to the texans yeah, because that- i find the texans one of the most boring organizations in professional sports i don't know what it is but i just always have going to the texans and deshaun watson's kind of been the exception there but going to the texans has pretty much been a death sentence for any quarterback i mean uh, matt schaub went there he was terrible there uh david carr was well, david carr, first yeah, overall yeah. they had no offensive line i think that uh, over the course of like the first four seasons that david carr had started there he was the most sacked quarterback in the nfl and that's been a recurring issue for the Texans ever since they were an expansion franchise is that they have not had offensive lines that have protected their quarterback. And that that is a place where Baker Mayfield's career could possibly end if he goes to Houston because he's already had injury problems. You go there, that's a, one of the worst offensive lines in football. It's one of the worst teams in football. And... Uh, I mean, you might as well just pour one out for Baker Mayfield. If he yeah, I, what would they? I think they were uh, four and thirteen last year. They got Davis Mills as their starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So Deshaun Watson has been the exception to the rule there in Houston, mm-hmm. no doubt, with the Texans. So uh, if you're a Baker fan uh, and he's not back in Cleveland, just hope that you know it's some kind of deal that gets him to uh, Indy or maybe the Raiders again. I think Derek Carr is coming back to the Raiders too. But you never know how these things are going to work out. Seattle, Carolina, Atlanta, you never know. Um, But a lot of things happening in the National Football League. And you knew when they said, you know, at the end of the season, yeah, we're still going to roll with Baker Mayfield. Well, that's really kind of what the organization had to say. And we were speculating again about three guys. Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson. And Deshaun Watson. Now, his legal situation was a lot more cloudy than it is now. And look, there's still some storm clouds hovering over Deshaun Watson, but not as many after the grand jury refused to indict him. But still, um, those were the three names we were throwing out there as guys that might be on their way to Cleveland. We've got Russell Wilson in Denver. you got Aaron Rodgers re-upping with the Packers for a ton of money. But you do have Watson out there. The other question, too, is you never know how a guy is going to – respond after taking a full season off to like that's always the big question mark too is that Deshaun Watson unquestionably before everything happened with uh the stuff off the field he was a top five to ten quarterback in the NFL easily like it's no argument there in terms of talent and what it is that he's done production wise but 
the question always is, and it has to be a factor, is how is this guy handled uh, not playing football for an entire season? Yeah, absolutely. We had uh, we had the matchup there in uh, in the playoff between those two guys too. Uh, Deshaun Watson certainly has more mobility than Baker. Baker, for a guy that sometimes doesn't look that athletic and can you know get away, and certainly I think uh, when he rolls out and throws, you know, with a moving pocket or rolling out, he's a little bit better at that. But you know, it's it's a lot different in the NFL than it is in college. Certainly, we've seen that. All right, we will get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Let's come back, talk a little sooner hoops. We have uh, Cade McFarland on the way as well. It is Wednesday here on The Ref. Okay, we're back. It is a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune at noon, well past noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, Air Comfort Solutions, Text line at 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. What was worse, the Browns when Baker went there or the Texans now? Um, well, it probably would be the Browns, right? I mean, they came off four. Like I said, they were 4-44 four and 44 the three seasons before Baker arrived in Cleveland, and the one thing you can't take away from Baker is he at least broke that long succession of quarterbacks that couldn't get anything done, uh, couldn't get the Browns to the postseason, including uh, Brandon Whedon, you know, Oklahoma State. I remember the the Brandon – I love Brandon Whedon. He's a great dude, great dude. Uh, and I think, you know, he had some moments where he played well in the NFL, but I still – what's your memory of uh, Brandon Whedon in Cleveland? Do you have one? Not really. No. He's the one that I do have. Yeah. When he got trapped under the American flag. Oh gosh. In pregame, <laughs> trying to get off the field. That's my memory of Brandon Whedon, and I hate to have that memory of Brandon Whedon because I think Brandon's a heck of a dude, and he was a great quarterback at Oklahoma State too. And look, if you get drafted in the NFL, you're probably going to have a nice life too. Yeah. The the thing for the difference as far as the Texans now versus the Browns then is that the Browns also made a number of uh, free agency moves. They made a few deals that offseason whenever they drafted Baker Mayfield to capitalize on the fact that they just invested a first overall pick in a quarterback, too. So that's the other thing is that when was the last time the Houston Texans made a move in free agency? Like, it's it's been probably about six or seven years. It, it, in the heyday of, You're talking about a major Yeah, J.J. Like, yeah. I, I'm thinking, like, probably... The last one that I can remember is whenever they went and signed Tyron Matthew like four or five years ago. Yeah, that's probably right. Maybe I'm missing one. But, you know, you think about some of the great – they had DeAndre Hopkins there. They yep. had J.J. Watt there. Yep. They had Clowney there. Mario Williams. They had Mar- I mean. Yeah, they had, a, they had a great roster. Remember, they were at Arrowhead. They had that big lead, right, yep. against Kansas City. And it, it, you're thinking that, man, the Texans, Deshaun Watson was playing at a very high level. So it is uh, – it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know what it is about the Texans organization. Even when they had those really good teams, I've just never gotten excited about watching the Texans play football. I, I don't know what it is. I don't either. I mean, I feel like uh, they've got – I feel like their uniforms don't even fit in with NFL. Like, they almost look more like a USFL, XFL, a USFL yeah, XFL a type of team. 
uh, for me. So maybe that's kind of the divide. But the Titans kind of have that feel for me as well. So Yeah, how about the old Oilers uniforms? You Ooh, know, Houston yeah. Oilers, yes. Yes, Houston Oilers, Bob yeah. Phillips, Back, Earl Campbell, Warren Mascarini. Yeah. yeah, and those teams later. I mean – Houston Oilers football you could watch because you had Earl Campbell running over people back in the day, too. Uh, YouTube, Earl Campbell versus uh, Isaiah Robertson and Earl Campbell versus Jack Tatum. That was a collision between those two. But, uh, yeah, and then the the Warren Moon days when you had Ernest Gibbons and all those other guys, uh, Mike Rozier, and you had – a coordinator punch another coordinator on the sideline. You had Buddy Ryan punching Kevin Gilbride. Now, that's that's drama. I mean, can you imagine? No. Like, you know, um, Jeff Levy this year walking over and punching Ted Roof during a game. Oh, gosh. Uh, they were both on the sidelines, but that was Buddy Ryan. The Ryan brothers, man, crazy but tough. Oklahoma tough. All right, back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm glad the SC game is going to be on ESPN. It will show the country how bad the fan support is versus what we will have. That's true. Yeah, I don't know, Drake. I was talking about this earlier, and you guys know how biased I am against uh, this deal. I'm still furious because of uh, how that all went down. I thought it was very sleazy. And, again, I'll reiterate this for the one millionth time, but I know there's no perfect way to do uh, what Muleshoe did. People are going to be angry, but I think he did it about as dirty as humanly possible. And it still feels like he's trying to gig Oklahoma every chance he gets. The guy's an egomaniac. We didn't know it. I mean, we kind of knew it, and we started seeing signs of that with his paranoid shutdown of everything and all of that stuff. But I believe the guy really thinks he's like some big-time guru or something because people have said that. And I think he's starting to believe that, in my opinion. And I think yeah. he, I think he's. Do you feel like he's doing a lot of this stuff? You know, when he when he goes on, said we didn't take players from Oklahoma, we took them from the portal, uh, and all of that BS. Yeah. It, a lot of it seems very, very intentional, even if it's not, even and, if it's subconscious. But I mean, scheduling your spring game on the exact same day that OU's doing it now. It is the second to last Friday or a Saturday in April, and that's that's a day where a lot of schools are going to go and schedule their right, spring games. I get for it, yeah, but but ESPN it, it, Baker's ceremony yeah. after the OU game, all of that. It just feels intentional, right? Like it, it, it does, and it's, it, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like as if you were. Uh, it's basically I, I've compared this whole Lincoln Riley thing to basically having an ex-girlfriend and like okay well I'm on vacation I'm great I'm happy and then, yeah he's basically and, posting pics on yeah, Instagram and, in a bikini and or something it, it gets right? uh, it gets retweeted into your uh, with new boyfriend into your feed yeah that's 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 exactly what I want to see the so, dude I'm telling you he's a jerk we yeah. we started to see uh some signs of that and I know there are going to be some people out there who know him I, I know Ryan Hibble apparently was close with him and I'm sure they're good parts of the dude but this whole process has been and not not right. And no. I understand the appeal of going to Southern California. Look, he's going to live a nice life out there. That house, Goodness who wouldn't gracious. want that house and that view? Who wouldn't want that weather? And like I said, USC is a program with every bit the tradition that Oklahoma has. And you can talk about the last 20 years or whatever, but USC has great tradition. And he's going to be a hero out there because he's going to bring them back. My question is, can he win a national championship out there? But look... 
Get ready to if you're if if you're as shallow as I am and unprofessional <laughs> as I am about this situation, get ready to get more angry because they're going to build him up. I mean, USC's going to start winning games. You're going to see Lincoln Riley stories all over game day and Fox Sports and all of that stuff. Yeah, Colin Coward will continue to oh, build yeah. him up. He'll come on almost weekly. It will seem like and. Yeah, this will be this will be a vicious cycle to where OU fans are going to have essentially their ex girlfriend retweeted into their Twitter thread constantly. Yeah, so. but here's the deal: uh, Brent Venables is a really good option, yep. and he has a tremendous yep. what I think is a really good coaching staff of really cool, not only good coaches, but I think people who are. Uh, you know, sold on the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm not saying that coaches won't leave. They will. But I, I don't see Brent. What would you put the over and under, if I ask you right now, on the number of years that Brent Venables will be the coach at OU? I, I mean, if this thing goes as it should, you're looking at bare minimum a decade, right? I think there's a good chance of that, yes. Uh, you know, the SEC is going to be uncharted water yeah. some, to some extent. That's, and get the, ready. The big caveat is this goes as planned. Right. And if it does go as planned, I don't, you know, I don't think Brent is going to leave. Uh, now, I'm not saying he's going to be Bobby Bowden or Joe Paterno or somebody like that who's going to be around forever, but I can see him coaching, you know, every bit as long as Bob Stoops did, uh, you know, in that, in that range. Because I think he really is dug in foundation-wise here at OU. You could tell this is uh, – and he was very selective about, you know, taking a job. He had, he had maybe the best coordinator job in all of football with what he was getting paid and the success they had at Clemson. Obviously, he had a great relationship with Dabo uh, and learned a lot and changed some uh, in that situation. But I can see him being here for a very long time. I don't think – I don't think that Brent has the ego that Muleshoe has. And look, you've no. got to have some. You've got to be at that level. You've got to feel pretty good about how you go about things and believe in your system and your philosophy and all that. Belief, yes. But the ego, there's some of this, you know, look at me stuff. I think that's more Muleshoe. I, I think that all you have to look at with Brent is his track record as far as his stops, too, right? I mean, in 20 plus years, he had been in two jobs. Yeah, and that's what he said at his presser, right? If I've yeah. been one thing, I've been loyal, and yeah. he has. And, yeah. again, when you talk about that uh, uh, trio of coaches with Bob Stoops and Bill Snyder and Dabo, that's pretty darn good. So, mm -hmm. again, remember, folks, I minored in psychology, so I know what I'm talking about here personality-wise. Probably not, but I did minor in psychology. Not auto shop, but uh, psychology. <laughs> that's right. No. <laughs> Auto shop. I failed shop. I was like Brian Johnson in the Breakfast Club, too. That's one of my failures among many in life. All right. Oh, this is a good one for Lincoln Riley. Maybe. Was this about Warren Beatty or Mick Jagger? The We think it's about Warren Beatty. What, Warren Beatty is what I had always heard. But. Yeah. Carly Simon back in the day. I, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, we got a break right here. We got Caden McFarland coming up next. More of your texts on the way on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you, Seth Wadley and the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Coming right back. Okay, we're back on a Wednesday. Caden McFarland coming up here in just a minute. Does a great job at uh, KJRH in uh, Tulsa Sports Director. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Riverwind Casino, great promotions happening in the month of March. Get out there Friday night and claim your share of $80,000 in courtside cash when the drawing happens. Out at Riverwind, 6 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Friday. Go out and have a great meal at Chips and Ales, the uh, quaint little cool pub restaurant with a great menu. And uh, not a bad seat in the house to watch the games. It is a really cool uh, restaurant. Or you can enjoy steak night on Friday night at the River Buffet. Always clean. Always uh, well run. The lines move quickly. It's a great, great night. All you can eat steak for twenty nine ninety nine. They have a seafood night on Saturday night. Great brunch on Sunday. So get out there and claim your share of eighty thousand dollars in courtside cash on Friday night. And don't forget about the eighty k land into luxury promotion. Uh, it is ongoing right now. Play with your wild card on Sundays and Thursdays and get ten times the entries for the big drawing happening Saturday night, March twenty sixth, when they will give away ten thousand dollars in cash and bonus play. And the winner of the eighty k land into luxury promotion is going to win a brand new 2022 Cadillac XT5 Saturday night March 26th Riverwind simply the best all of the information is available on their website at riverwind.com Caden McFarland joins us on the law offices of Rod Polston Oklahoma tax resolution line Caden appreciate your time my man what do you make of this uh, Baker Mayfield situation with the Browns Uh, does it look like he's he's not going to be in a Browns uniform to you you ever sign uh, a note or a letter with your middle name, Mike? That's I know that's a unique move. Never. Um, yeah, it took me by surprise, no doubt. Um, I don't know exactly what what to make of it, other than it. It sounds like this is over. And look, it, it's I guess probably for the best because it's the Browns, right? I mean, I, I I as much as Baker does rub me the wrong way a little bit more than I'm sure he does diehard Sooner fans, just the cockiness. Um, man, he went in there with the right attitude. The, I, hey, put it on my shoulders. I'm the guy who's going to turn this around. Yeah, yeah, and he they did. Wanna, they want to play They want a playoff game. And, I mean, he had – last year was brutal for him, but because of injuries. And I, I don't know that anybody sees their stock go from where his was a year ago, you know, the guy who led Cleveland to, to a playoff victory, to what it is today – uh, without getting a little bit more love and respect, considering you know the injuries that he went through. So, it, look, there's some talent on that roster. Certainly, could be better in some spots, offensive line for sure. But because it's the Browns, I find myself just kind of rooting for him to yeah get on down the road, whether it's Indianapolis or Seattle or someplace you know that I'm not even aware of. You know, I, is he? a 30 or $40 million guy in this league. No, I, I, I don't think that's what he is. I, I didn't think he should have gone number one overall, but he took on you know what is always a terrible situation, right, when you come into Cleveland. And they won a fair amount, more, more, certainly more than they had, let's, you know, the no four doubt. years before he got there. Yeah, and they so were four and 44 I, I, the three years before he got there, yeah. Caden. They were four and 44, right? That's why that's right. anyone so, who says that Baker Mayfield is a bust, no. Jamarcus Russell is a bust. Ryan Leaf is a bust. Tony Mandarich is a bust. Baker Mayfield, you could say disappointing for a number one overall pick. Yeah, I could go with that. But still, he broke that long streak of Cleveland quarterbacks that couldn't get them into the postseason. We've all seen the jersey and all the names and all that stuff, including Brandon Whedon's name. 
But uh, so, you, you know, I think that, that if he's not going to be back in Cleveland, at least he'll have that on the resume, taking the Browns to the playoffs. At one point, he had the rookie touchdown record before Justin Herbert broke that. So he did some good things in Cleveland. Yes. And look, Indianapolis is a place where I think the coach is rock solid and quarterback friendly. There are some pieces on the offensive line that are about as good as there is in football. I do hope he ends up there because I just think – you know, maybe the talent on the whole isn't isn't quite the same, but it's just a better situation. And it, he's he's a guy who is never going to be a top five or six quarterback in this league, I don't think. But if the pieces are in place, he can be solid for you as long as you can protect him. I, I still believe in Baker Mayfield to at least that extent. And so, yeah, everything you just said I think is exactly right. Um, you know, because he's so loud, uh, you know, and was a number one pick and a Heisman winner and everything else. You know, it's hard to imagine him being a guy who's underrated. But at this point in his NFL career, I, I would buy that stock relatively low. Yeah, it's interesting. I look at uh, Baker and I compare him somewhat to Russell Westbrook. Now, look, Russ is going into the Hall of Fame. He's been MVP, scoring leader, and, and Baker's not going to go to Canton unless something changes. But And, and Baker's, you know, won a Heisman Trophy, but – uh, and, and they go about their business a little bit differently, but they're also lightning rods. They're must-see TV. Yeah. Now, Baker, it's the chip on his shoulder. You know, I'm cocky. I can do this. Uh, Russ sometimes is just rude, looks at a reporter like, dude, seriously, or whatever. So they, they kind of go about it. But I, I will say thing, one thing about Baker – he moves the needle for your fan base. Yeah. If it's Indy or if it's Seattle or Carolina or wherever, the Raiders, which I don't think is going to happen, but Baker with the Raiders would be kind of cool, actually. But he's one of those guys I think even does it TV-wise because you love him or hate him, and maybe you want to see the train wreck, you know, two a pick six or something like that, or maybe you want to uh, see the Browns, you know, get to the playoffs. But he seems like one of those guys, and he doesn't move it like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but he moves the needle. Sure, and I think he is a guy who does some of his best work when he's counted out or, you know, coming off of a performance that isn't any good. You know, going back to his college days, losing Ohio State by three touchdowns, and he put it all on his shoulders, kind of did the Tim Tebow thing, and then he was great, really, the rest of his career. And even, you know, in his NFL career, I think he does some of his best work when counted out. So that's the position he's in now. Like I say, I I keep going back to, are you going to win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield? There is a way... I feel good about saying that. But I do feel pretty strongly that this guy can be a winning starting NFL quarterback for several more years uh, if he can find the right spot. And, and I, I do hope that this is the end for Cleveland. He can get on down the road. Uh, everything you said about Lightning Rod and the Russell Westbrook comparison, I mean, that's interesting because at least in that way, they are. And it's crazy that we had them both in this state. It, it, it never ceases to amaze me just how interesting – the sports landscape in this state is. Uh, but, yes, that, that's, that's part of what comes with the package. Not every team probably is going to want that, right? You know, I don't know yeah. what Frank Wright thinks about that, what the Colts think about that. Not, not everybody's going to welcome it, but what you just said is exactly right. It does move the needle some, and so there are some owners that are going to be more inclined to jump at that than others. He's got to find the right fit. Uh, it, it has become obvious that Cleveland's not the right fit for him, nor is it the right fit for almost any quarterback. Uh, in my lifetime. Caden McFarland, our guest, uh, does a great job at Channel 2 at Tulsa. Good guys, a Notre Dame fan. So here's what we share. By the way, I want to make, um, the, the other point is it, it, it really is amazing, Caden, when you think about it, because probably the most scrutinized guy in the NFL this year, certainly up in the top two or three, Baker Mayfield. 
And I think the most scrutinized guy in the NBA this year has been Russell Westbrook. So it's it's amazing that it seems like we always have something to talk about sports-wise, you know, even after football season and everything. We just keep getting topics to cover here um, because uh, this has always been a great sports market. All right, so you're a big Notre Dame guy. You're not from the state of Oklahoma. You latched on to Notre Dame. You're a huge Notre Dame fan. So that means Mule Shoe is your mortal enemy. Oh, man. And did oh, you see – how about him, uh, you know, USC, spring game on ESPN, same day as OU. You know that Muleshoe mm-hmm. will do something else to gig OU, like, you know, congratulate Baker Mayfield on Twitter or something on his statue dedication. It's like the guy just the, – the hits keep coming for him, you know? Yeah. Does it feel that I, way? Well, I, I don't know if you saw this. ESPN's doing, like, their little – what if college football had a field of 64 playoff and yeah, they're kind of yeah. projecting based on FPI and they got USC, I think going into the top eight, I believe. But then I think losing to Oklahoma, I believe I have that right. I just kind of glanced at it this morning, but I, you know, obviously this is just for fun and they, you know, manufactured that. Uh, but I think that, yeah, anyway, they had, they had USC going deeper than we would expect at this point, but then also losing the, to this year's OU team, which wouldn't that be something? Um, I look, here's, here's the thing with Lincoln Riley. What Jason Kersey said a couple of weeks ago and got dinged for by some national people that, oh, you got a little bit worse each year he was there, it's absolutely right. For those of us who watch the program closely. Look at the numbers. They're right there. That's right. You saw how and where uh, it was slipping a little bit for him. And I've said many times now, I think part of the reason he's in L.A. right now and not Norman is he felt that he had the cat by the tail at one time and it was slipping and he wasn't sure – what it would take or how he would get back on top of things in a fresh start benefited everybody, really. But he scares, he scares the bejesus out of me as a Notre Dame fan with Caleb Williams alongside. Because I, I do think that that guy is just about as talented a college quarterback as I've ever laid eyes on. Uh, I know just how, how good Lincoln Riley is as an offensive play caller. I know the kind of talent USC has had. And even though in no way, shape, or form has it shown in the win-loss record of the last few years, I know how USC recruits, even though there were a couple of down years. There is talent on hand there, and obviously he's done some work in the transfer portal. So as a Notre Dame fan, I am concerned. I wish he was coaching almost anywhere else. But I do think it's going to make this rivalry pretty fun going forward because Notre Dame's on stable footing. They're a top 10 or 12 program year in, year out at this point. And I do think Lincoln Riley, as, as much as maybe he wasn't the right man for Oklahoma at this moment anymore, uh, I, I do think he's going to be a, a lot to deal with out West. Um, yeah, they're going to win games. We don't say this enough. We don't say this enough. As weak as the move was for a lot of reasons, it was also pretty savvy. Uh, would you want OU's future in the SEC or USC's in the Pac-12. Well, right? yeah, the, the, easy, the easier wins and yeah, the easier path is clearly the Pac-12. Like I said, would I want to play a U.S. Open Oakmont course every day, or would it be more enjoyable to go play a really good municipal course uh, where you don't have to fight the rough every day or whatever? That's kind of what Lincoln Riley's doing. Uh, I hope that Marcus Freeman uh, treats him like Bob Stoops did Mac Brown, though. And just owns him. That's what I hope. All right. One oh, more, you, and, you and me both. Bro. One more thought, Caden, before we let you go. we got about 90 seconds. Uh, what's TU going to do for a basketball coach? Somebody cheap, without question. I, you know, Mike Anderson, that name's already been checked off because the buyout was at $2.5 million. There are lots of names, lots of connections. 
I, you know, Sean Sutton's another guy out there, but I just don't think at this point in time they can afford anything but an up-and-comer, a young up-and-comer, and you're kind of playing the lottery at that point. I think Rick Dixon, you know, has, has done a good job over, you know, 30 years as, as an athletic director. I, there, people here have faith in that. Uh, but this program, this athletic department, and this university are simply not in a place to go after a Mike Anderson or a Sean Sutton, probably. Uh, you're going to have to go back to what worked for them, you know, in the 90s, up-and-comer, and, uh, and hope that you, you strike gold that way. Caden, you are awesome. We appreciate it, man. You're always so gracious with your time. We love having you on. We'll do it again soon. Same here. Enjoy the weather, Mike. What a what a great time of year. Yes, it is. All right, yeah, the last time Rick Dixon hired a coach, a uh, basketball coach, I believe it was Orlando Smith, that guy named Tubby. Not a bad hire. All right, we'll come back, get some more texts in before we wrap it up. Keep it here on the ref. Oh, yeah, love that. Can't you hear me knocking is uh, probably my favorite Stones Sticky guitar Sticky fingers, riff. right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I saw uh, Keith Richards on CBS Sunday morning over the weekend, and uh, Keith Richards gave up cigarettes. Did you know that? <laughs> I said, it said it's been like three years. He went cold turkey. He said wow. he had the patch for like two weeks, and that's that's it. Like I said, nuclear holocaust survivors, roaches, Twinkies, and Keith Richards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mick Andrews uh, was uh, big on Sticky Fingers and uh, Let It Bleed as far as... Uh, yeah, both great albums, oh, man. Gosh. Both of them are excellent, great albums. Excellent. But he, uh, he played a lot of lead on those two albums. Now, too. didn't the vinyl, the original vinyl, have a zipper on Sticky Fingers? Was that the one that had the... Uh, the yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was Mick Jagger's uh, jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, man, the Stones, uh, that was one of the greatest shows uh, ever was seeing the Stones at uh, Owen Field back in the day. Oh, gosh. That yeah. was what awesome. Was that? Uh, Bridges to Babylon, is that the name of that album that they released right I before think, that tour? I think that was the tour, yes. And they were great, man. And then to see, we got to see also uh, U2 and the Black Eyed Peas, of course, in Norman, too. Those mm-hmm. are some great shows. All right, uh, before we get to the text line and wrap it up, and uh, by the way, Parker's going to be in at 2 with the uh, Locked In. Drake's going to be in with him. Uh, and then uh, Parker will be with Teddy on the rush today. Tyler McComas on vacation. Uh, my friend, a friend of mine texted me this, so I don't know if anybody, but he's saying, Steely, we're having our month before the Masters top four picks. We make our picks a month before. Well, you, yeah, you better be making them now because the Masters is actually, I think, less uh, than a month. But he wants to know three good selections, and I've got to have one guy outside the top 25 in the, uh, in the world rankings. This is all you. Um, well, I would say a, a good trio to have right now would be uh, Scotty Scheffler, Red Hots, uh, Victor Hovland, Red Hot, Cameron Smith just won the players, uh, and he's played well at Augusta. He's not a bad one. I would pick your three between these these four guys right now: Scheffler, Hovland, Morikawa, or Cameron Smith. Uh, I would probably, and I love Morikawa. But I, I might lean towards Cameron Smith right now because he's also played well at Augusta. And Morikawa is good enough to go out there and win too. Outside the top twenty-five, uh, Taylor Gooch. I believe it's still he's still outside the top twenty-five, um, you know. And again, he he didn't have a, a good front nine last week, but he's been playing really well. Uh, but I would probably go with Kevin Kisner 
would be my guy just outside the top 25. The last time I checked, he was somewhere in the 27, 28 range. So I would go Scheffler, Hovland, uh, Cameron Smith, slash Morikawa, one of those two, and then maybe Kevin Kisner. That would be the way I would look at it. All right, you want to go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I know OU fans, myself included, want to be petty about Muleshoe. However, we should remember karma is coming and OU upgraded 100% on every level. Yeah, it remains to be seen, but I feel good about what OU did in response to this. I really do. Like I said, my anger comes from the dissing of OU and a guy who was given the – and, again, who is a really good, well-thought-of coordinator, no doubt. And I think Lincoln Riley is a good coach, good offensive coach. Mm-hmm. But I also think he was given the keys to the Mercedes and the spoiled rich kid decided he needs some, something better. You know? That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, Steve. he wanted a sports car. I, I, the, for me, it's – you know, whenever Brent Venables came in in his introductory speech and said – you know, I'm the guy to take you into the SEC. Like, mentality-wise, yeah, yeah. Lincoln. there were questions that people had about, is Lincoln the guy to take him into the SEC uh, whenever the news broke? Before anything happened in terms of officially with him and USC, you can you can uh, make the argument in terms of uh, those lines being blurred of when stuff actually happened between Mielshu and USC, but um, there were legitimate question marks people had coming into the season, especially... They had question marks midseason whenever they had all these struggles against all these mediocre teams within the Big 12. And I I agree that OU is on a much better trajectory when it comes to entering the SEC than they were 12 months ago. Yeah, I think so, too. And look, there's no guarantee of that. They're going to take a few more lumps in the SEC. There are more bullies in the SEC than, you know, the one or two occasional bullies in the Big 12 who you can normally, you know, uh, take down. But that's just how it's going to, you know, play out in the SEC. Uh, by the way, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, didn't Cheryl Crow open for the Stones and Norman? That sounds right, but I got to tell you, uh, we were at a restaurant bar on Campus Corner. And uh, we got kind of lost in having a good time. And all of a sudden we heard a riff, a Stones riff coming from the stadium and basically had to run to the stadium. Like, oh, my gosh, that's honky tonk women. Let's go. You know, it was that kind of deal. But we made it and it was a great show. But that sounds right. All right. Thanks to everybody who sent in texts on the uh, Air Comfort Solution. Even the guy who called me senile. That's fine. All right. Even the guy who called me senile. There's some senility that sets in every now and then. Just get get ready. It's coming. All right. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, X72, for a great deal on a vehicle and a great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. No additional cost is a great thing, right? All right. Locked in's coming up next. Parker will roll in here. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll see you.